Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Global China Today. I'm Shane, and I'm Sin. In today's episode, we'll be exploring the economic impacts of China's zero COVID policy. In the past two years, we've been experiencing the consequences of a global pandemic, which has not only severely restricted our freedom, but also had significant impacts on the economy. Let's take a closer look at China. Sin, why don't you explain what exactly China's zero COVID policy is? Well, in essence, the zero COVID policy aims to contain the spread of the coronavirus in China. The Chinese government has taken many measures to prevent COVID-19 from spreading in the past two years. These include policies that are not only domestic, but also encompass travel in and out of China. Oh right, I heard that traveling has become really difficult, both within and outside of China, because of the insanely expensive flight tickets and quarantine costs. It's particularly bad for international travel, isn't it? It must be so difficult for international students to go back home now. Yeah, I heard that one of my friends wanted to fly home a couple months ago, but the direct tickets cost about ten thousand pounds or even more one way. Really, that's crazy. Exactly. Even if they managed to get a flight back home, they also had to quarantine for about a month. Such strict policies, on top of the extended lockdown and quarantine periods, have deeply affected the Chinese economy. I'm sure it has. This week, we spoke to Dr. Ramish, a professor of economics from the UCL School of Slavonic and East European Studies. He will be sharing his insights on how China's zero COVID policy has impacted their economy. Let's go over to our correspondent, Carol. Hi, Carol. Hi. Well, according to the conversation with Dr. Ramish, what is his attitude to the travel policies in China? Um, the COVID nineteen lockdowns have caused inactivity in economies of places. Hit by COVID, even mega cities like Shanghai cannot avoid this from happening, as cases kept rising. Furthermore, people find international traveling expensive due to the need to pay for fourteen days of self isolation, as well as the expensive airline tickets. When it comes to the question. How much damage the lockdown will do to China's economy, both in the short term as well as in the long term? Dr. Ramish said that it depends on which parts of China suffer from more COVID cases. This zero COVID policy means that places with COVID cases will be locked down with no. This zero COVID policy means that places with COVID cases will be locked down, with no exceptions, and travel will be restricted both within and outside China. At the same time, we talked about a concept found in Dr. Ramish's journal about the two thousand and eight financial crisis. This concept is called continental drift. And it was explored in conjunction with an interesting observation we had about the GDP datas across provinces in China.、Mm, so, Carol, what exactly is a continental drift? Um, continental drift defines a shift of wealth and production from coastal regions to the interior of China. Um, the continental drift it occurs because of factors like. Environmental regulations and labor protection. It is important to note that while continental drift has occurred, it does not mean that there has been a shift in economic prosperity in China.
Even now, the wealth of China has remained quite concentrated in the coastal area. However, in terms of GDP growth rate, the interior of China has experienced rapid growth in recent years. Our observation is that the GDP growth rate chart is led by a province in the interior of China, Hubei, which has a huge rate of 12.9 percent growth in 2021. Additionally, only two out of five provinces in the top five. Most rapidly growing provinces were coastal, so we discussed if the travel restrictions are likely to cause another wave of continental drift a decade after financial crisis, and that is a part of how we assess the travel policy. Well, thank you for your explanation. So, what about his opinions on zero tolerance policies? When we brought up the zero tolerance policy of COVID. Which received criticism from the Western world, Dr. Ramesh explained that this is inspired by the traditional ideals of Confucianism, that one should always put the greater good of the majority first. Compared to the UK, where individual liberty tends to come first, we cannot deny that. In theory, at least, the safety and health of citizens will be better protected. Through a thorough elimination of COVID cases, hmm, I think it's really interesting that Dr. Ramesh spoke about how culture is reflected in the different COVID nineteen policies.、Mm. So, what does Dr. Ramesh foresee for China's economic growth in the near future, based on the current situation? Um, in our previous conversation, Dr. Ramesh was not very confident about China's economic growth. We then spoke to him again about how he felt regarding this. Now,、um, Dr. Ramesh suggested that while the prospect of economic growth does not look good for countries worldwide right now, China's economy has some unique qualities that could help in fighting against the recession. He pointed out that the entrepreneurship of Chinese citizens. Brings proactiveness and independence to individuals, families, and businesses. The GDP growth of China in 2021 was 8.1 percent, which is much higher than the target. So, considering the situation that international students are in, we discussed what economic performance will be like if travel barriers are removed internationally. Well, Dr. Ramesh said that the technological field in China is still growing rapidly, so the shift from manufacturing to creativity and transactions does not depend on whether China is in lockdown or not.、Mm, I see, I see. That's really insightful.、Mm, yeah, China's also making some changes in the form of using digital currency. This means that if monetary policies are used, the effects are going to be much more direct. It also means that the government has gained better knowledge of how much money there is in the economy. But the quicker access to monetary policies means an increased danger of housing property bubble, especially in cities like Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, and Shenzhen. 
evidence shows significant rises in housing prices and rents in these cities. So that's one of the things to be concerned about. Based on the bubble, we also predicted what might happen to the bubble if international traveling becomes easier, as trade-offs of economic impacts happen altogether. For example,、um, inflation could happen due to stronger labor market competition and rising aggregate demand arising from tourism. Dr. Ramesh is. Worried about the lack of high technical employees, for example, IT graduates, and the lack of creation of positions in a highly populated economy, with job seekers competing with not only peers but also artificial intelligence. So, to bring us back to the topic of this interview, we concluded that based on the situation right now. The travel restrictions should not be a permanent concern. Thank you to Carol for sharing Dr. Ramesh's insights with us. Thanks for having me. Each month, our team will interview leading academics on the topic, and we will bring you the newest perspectives from leading researchers in the field every week. China's zero tolerance policy has received many negative comments since its implementation. However, considering cost-benefit analysis, building structure. Population and culture, stricter policies may be more beneficial to China's future development compared to looser ones. Many thanks to our correspondent for giving us a different perspective on China's epidemic prevention policy. We hope this episode has been insightful for you. See you next week. Bye.